Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Cigars and Opinions with your host, Sean. Say hey. Hi. That was my wife. And now... It is time to get into... The... Guard on Patrol segment. Go ahead and take it away, Sean. Thank you, Sean, and hello, my party people. So, how are we doing this week? Um... See y'all for another rousing rendition of Guard on Patrol. This week, I worked 60 hours. On Thursday, it'll be 60 hours. It's Wednesday right now. Tomorrow, after I work my 8-hour shift, it'll be 60 hours job this week. So that's fun. Uh, yeah, see, you gotta love it. All the extra hours and whatnot. But. It's the reasons that suck, you know what I mean? Sometimes you got guards that just don't want to come in. Sometimes you got guards that have problems and they need the time. one of the bad times, but uh, I'm not going to talk about that. Uh, I was talking with one of the drivers for ATS, and the guy told me that he's been on the lookout for tornadoes all all over the place. He's always on the lookout for tornadoes when he goes to certain parts of the country. I've never been in one myself, but I know people that have. At least I don't think I've ever, I don't remember ever being in one. I was at my grandma's house when a tornado started forming over top of it, but it never actually touched down, so technically it doesn't count. If you can watch, you, you can see the ground, or you, you can see it from the ground over the house, over in the backyard, swirling swirling clouds starting to, starting to form and come down, and eventually it just stopped. Or it just moved on or something, I don't know, something like that. 
I don't know. I was told to get in the house. Because I was a kid. I wanted to watch it for him. Quite personally, I wanted to watch it for him. But, I mean... I wasn't too young to think for myself, but... I'm at my grandma's house, I don't want to worry them and all that extra. You know. But, uh, yeah, we... It was interesting. This guy was telling me all about the tornadoes that he's had to deal with. all the time and have a hard time with tornadoes and whatnot. So I'm, I'm thinking, I mean, you're not wrong, really. Of course, the big trucks are going to have a problem with them. It's something big and tornadoes are very strong, so... tornado myself I guess most people haven't really had bad problems with tornadoes but uh, those that have usually don't have a very good outlook with them anyway started playing a new game called A Plague Tale Innocence. It's not new, it's like a couple years old. I mean, if it was new, it'd be like $60 game or something like that. And I'm, I'm just not willing to pay $60 for a video game. I'll wait until later and then buy it when it's cheap. But the game came out in 2019. One of those two years. It's been a couple years. I think it was 2019. Um, but the game came out in 2019, and uh, it's pretty fun. Um, about a brother and a sister surviving the plague and the Spanish Inquisition. Like they're just towns folks are being murdered and all of that because of the Inquisition. Because of the plague. Plague rats are running around everywhere. So, you gotta dodge plague rats and um, survive the Inquisitors. The, the 
thing has nothing to do with persecution of anything. It's just them attacking the people for some other reason. And they're after the brother. And being after the brother, they're trying to also find the sister. They don't care whether the sister is dead or alive, but they want the brother alive for some reason. And, uh, yeah. It's interesting. It's a fun game, and I bought it on sale. So, I got it, and it happened. I started watching Swamp Dweller playing it. And, um,. Eventually, or after I started watching him playing, and I started looking up videos, because I watched him play it live on Twitch. If you go on Twitch, and you haven't heard... Swamp Dweller YT is his Twitch. And he live streams at least twice a week. I don't know exactly how many hours, but he live streams twice a week. Plays video games and stuff like that. And talks to people. And when he does that, or rather while he's doing that, he, while he was doing that, he played a Plague Tale, and that's how I learned about the game. Then I started watching on YouTube the playthrough of the game. So I'm like, oh, cool. I want to play it. So I started to play it after I found out it was on sale. But I started watching playthrough on a playthrough on YouTube from one of my favorite YouTubers, um, the Rad Brad. Started watching it on there, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna watch all the way through. Watched all the way through, and then I'm like, you know what? I want to play this game. So I found it on sale and I bought it for the PC from Steam. Alright, I'm going to have to cut this short at this point because I'm about to go to a very bumpy area and I don't want to be doing that on the thing. So I'm going to give it over to Sean with the main segment. All my party people, you have a good one. We'll see you next week. Sunday everybody thank you Sean and welcome my party people to the main segment of the podcast so I am I'm working and uh, I mean it is Sunday. It's Sunday the 10th right now. It's about 5 in the afternoon. I've been working since 7 a.m. And I work till 7 p.m. So, I'm spending my second to last hour of the day doing my final round and talking to y'all. church-going people. I hope you had a good sermon this morning. And, uh, to everybody else, blessed be
Uh, there's, there's not really a whole lot for me to talk about right now, so... I guess when I get back to the guard shack... I'll find something to talk about. So about sometime last week, I bought a uh, game that I had I watched a little bit of. On my, well, I watched the whole the whole play. I watched the whole pro playthrough of it. The game's called A Plague Tale: Innocence. I'm a couple years late to the party on that game, it's been out for a couple years, but it is, and I, I've got through most of the storyline myself already, it is the most epic game I have played ever. Literally the most epic game I've ever played. enough I'm going to beat the game and I'm going to be able to say I beat the most epic game I've ever played. It is It is a good game. I like the game. It's not my favorite game. Skyrim is my favorite game. And at this point, always will be. I don't even much care for the rest of the Elder Scrolls series. Skyrim is the fifth game in the Elder Scrolls series. For those of you that don't know Skyrim. By now you should, because it's been out for ten years, and it's, um, ten year, um, anniversary edition has already come out, and, uh, Well, that thing is fun. I, I don't much care for the anniversary edition. But, uh... Yeah. Back to A Plague Tale. So, for those of you that don't know what, a, what, what that game is... Um, I didn't know for the last couple years. It's a story about a little girl, not really a little girl, more like a teenager. Okay, teenage girl and her younger brother. And it's set in the French... Oh. Not the French Revolution. It's, it's um, set in um, the Spanish Inquisition. And uh, it's um, your enemies are the Inquisitors who are trying to kidnap your brother. They kill your father. And take your mother as a hostage. Um, you guys are uh, 
the children of the laird of your land. you want to call them it's the same thing anyway the um, ruler of your land is your father and family name is Darun Darun family and what happens in the game is you there's a, a rat, a rat plague, and uh, the Inquisition is there, Inquisitors are there, and uh, they go after your family, and then you basically have to survive. It's a real irritating game because you can't take any damage because the first bit of damage you take kills you but my goodness is it a good game it's one of those things where you you love to you love to love the characters you love to love the game itself but the gameplay is a real pain in the ass because you, you sneak around everywhere. It's a roguelike, um, roguelike RPG. Roguelike roleplay game. You play the role of Amicia, the older sister, and uh, it's fun. I, I've had a lot of fun playing it. I want to talk about something interesting real quick to me. And then I'm going to look at something on Reddit or something. Read jokes or something. I gotta get something to drink real quick. Dr. shame I finished it off. So you play Amicia Darun, the older sister, and uh, you go through the game surviving against Inquisitors and a rat plague. And, uh, throughout the game doing solving puzzles and figuring out how to get to the next part 
a lot. And uh, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. So, as you're um, going, uh, progressing through the game, you find out that your uh, brother has something in his blood called the macula. The macula is a bloodline curse that uh, you uh, can basically control the plague rats. Was supposed to be the only person that could do that. The Grand Inquisitor did something stupid and went against the Pope and uh, when he went against the Pope he also went against their principle of um, blood transfusion stuff. Basically, basically that you're not supposed to share blood or whatever. Um, he went against that and took the boy's blood and put it in, put it in his own body, essentially mixing their blood. giving himself the power to control the plague the plague rats as well except he controls white plague rats you control black plague rats um, it's interesting but basically you control one color they controls the other and then it pretty much at the end turns into a who can control the rats better um, competition. <laughs> but uh, that game is so epic. I was going to say something and I don't remember what I was going to talk about. Don't hate on me, I've been up all night. And all day. Okay. So. Seeing as how I forgot what I was going to talk about. Let's just on reddit and
see. Gonna read a note, sorry. Uh, no, sorry. No sleep. Oh, this one's a long one. So this one is just called, I need help and I'm sorry in advance. Um, the author of the story, the person that wrote the story down is you slash maggot monarch. I'm still new to Reddit. And I guess this story isn't a good first impression. If there is something like that on this site. But I'm much... I'm very much at the end of the rope here. And I figure if anyone can help me, this sub might be a good place to start. It's about my brother Silas. Or at least he brought it into my life. He's not really he's not really the problem. Not anymore, anyway. We were never that close growing up. We had a bit of an age gap. And although five years doesn't make a different doesn't make a big difference. When you're an adult, but as children, and especially as teenagers, it was a gigantic difference. Additionally, came the fact that he could never really get the hang of school. He didn't really have the drive to study for upcoming exams or the photographic memory of his little brother. That, coupled with the fact that his friend group was made up of people who started drinking and smoking at 13, meant that his academic advances were halted, were, were halted early. It didn't make it easier when I started going to school and excelled at most subjects, drifting through solely on my good memory. By the time I went to uni, our parents had kicked Silas out of the house after they noticed some money was missing. I'm not entirely sure it was him, but I wouldn't put it past him. Time went by, and I would only hear about him through friends and through friends of friends who knew him. It was mostly about him starting jobs, getting fired from said jobs, and crashing with friends before they you get the picture and when he showed up at my door he had been thrown out by another friend who let him sleep on their couch well you know when you do something wrong you do something wrong you can't expect your friend to keep you if they catch you doing something stupid uh <clears throat> I had done well for myself, I would say, though I obviously have my parents' wealth, thanks, uh, thank, wealth to thank for a lot too. They were paying my rent for a studio apartment near the uni, and that meant I didn't have to share a flat, which I am thankful for, especially now. 
I almost didn't recognize my brother when he knocked. <clears throat> almost didn't recognize my brother when he knocked on my door. Just as I was about to get ready for bed, he he wore torn up baggy jeans and a stained brown jacket that had quite a strong smell. His hair had clearly not been washed in a few days and the unkempt beard did nothing to hide the tired face beneath. As much as I didn't keep up with him, it was still quite a shock to see him in this state, and I immediately let him inside. He barely got through the door before he broke down and sat down on the, the floor, hiding his face in his hands. My questions about what had happened to him in that time went unanswered, and I instead opted to making him some tea and preparing a bed for him on the ca on the tiny couch that sat opposite the that sat opposite my bed. When he finally calmed down. I handed him the tea and gestured toward the, the table that had my own tea standing on it. We sat across from each other, and when I once again asked him what had happened, he took a deep breath, clearly composing himself, and started explaining. Silas had it rough since my parents threw him out. While his friends, some of which had similar experiences, were perfectly happy to accommodate him for some time, the fact that he never really made an effort to participate in any chores or get a job to help with rent meant that he was very much testing the patience of his best friends and it wouldn't take long for them to throw him out on for him to for them to throw him out as well this became a cycle as he convinced some other friend to take a chance on him and stayed at their place he did try to get some he did try to get some jobs, or at least he claimed he was. He worked at a gas station for a while, but was fired when he kept showing up. High. When he kept showing up high. He was hired by a Burger King that was also, or the, he was hired by a Burger King that was close to his friend's flat, but was thrown out because he kept being short with his boss. At least I assume that's what happened. As Silas simply said, his manager was an absolute dickhead. A lot of bosses are. But his real problem, his current problem, started only one night earlier. Oh geez, I'm 26 minutes in. Got this thing to light.
can't get it to relight. I'm clearly not used to cigarette or cigar smoke anymore either. Uh. very few remaining friends, Clover, had agreed to take Silas in for a few nights as they needed someone to help them with something. He had This had surprised my brother somewhat as he hadn't heard from them in quite a while, and they weren't particularly close. But he knew he was running low on options, and it's not like he didn't like them or anything. So he agreed. That night, once he finished unpacking, by which I suspect he meant simply putting his bag of belongings near Clover's couch... They sat down and they started explaining that Clover was in trouble. A few days ago, while waiting for the bus on a lonely stretch of road, a homeless man approached and looked quite distressed. After Clover... After Clover asked him if something was wrong, the homeless man stepped closer and they could see that he was covered in blood. Clover obviously took a step back, immediately ready to bolt. The homeless man apologized and stopped approaching. When, when he explained that his friend had been torn apart, not killed, torn apart, when he drunkenly kept, when he drunkenly kept explaining, Clover only really understood half of what he was saying, only hearing the words, told me, told me, story, and neck. But all at once, he stopped talking and fell to his knees. Clover rushed closer to the man, closer as the man appeared to choke, putting his hands on his throat. Silas explained that Clover was unable to tell him what they had seen. Then began apparently. Then, then because apparently they kept crying when they when they wanted to describe it. The man had died. Is all they could bring themselves to say. Clover revealed that they needed help to get rid of whatever the homeless man had told them, or that, or that is what Silas assumed. 
he had he didn't really understand how he was supposed to how he was supposed to do that but said that he was there for him and would do what he could he held them while Clover sobbed into his arms they both fell asleep in that position apparently as the next part takes place in the middle of the night but this point by this point Silas was already shaking and stopped drinking his tea as he kept spilling some and wiping it up when they woke up in the middle of the night Clover got up Silas assumed they wanted to go to the bathroom. Maybe they were, but they didn't get that far as as they fell to the floor before they could reach the door. Silas rushed over to her and saw that she, too, was choking. He didn't know what to do and didn't know or and didn't own a phone. So he could so so he started running around the flat frantically looking for clovers. So he could call an ambulance. Once he found it and ran back to Clover who was who had started crawling toward him and typed 999. Before he could press the the number, however, he again just he again just like with the homeless man and Clover, he couldn't really describe the part that part very well. Something about eyes. I admit by this point I was so I was also contemplating calling emergency services. Because I had a feeling my brother wasn't really doing well mentally. I hope this doesn't paint me in a bad light. I hope you all won't think of me as a bad person. Anyway, Silas went on to explain that he had run out of the flat barely having time to grab his belongings he vaguely knew where I lived and didn't know who else to reach out to after ringing up a few other students asking for me one eventually pointed him toward my building when he was done he started sobbing again I I explained, hoping that he could even hear me, that my couch was his for the night and that we would look for a solution tomorrow. I very much just intended to bring him to a psychiatrist so he could be examined a bit. I had no idea how much of his story was real. If anything, I assumed that most of it was born out of his out of his years of drug abuse and possibly some mental health issues. I was proven wrong just a few hours later. He had already begun to choke when I woke up at around 2 a.m. I tried to put him into a stable position to free his airways as I had learned in my first aid class and quickly called 999. As an operator picked up, I saw that I saw what Silas had meant had meant earlier. I didn't know how to explain to the operator what I was seeing. So I hung up again. Incredibly stupid at the, at the time, 
obviously, but I was in such shock, and in hindsight, I doubt they, I doubt they could have helped me, or Silas, or Silas for that matter. Out of his open, out of his open throat, I could see two bright white eyes staring straight at me. My brother stood up incredibly fast. His hands were still raised to his throat, but it was too dark to see any details. I rushed to the light switch. turned it on it wasn't his, it wasn't just his throat i could now see that out from beneath his fingernails something was emerging his hands traveled further up and the shapes extended from his fingers were as far as I could tell, another set of fingers, they were pitch black and looked as though they had no skin. Like it was just charred, burned flesh. Just start, they, they started clawing at his mouth, extending his lips with, with his mouth being opened and started to tear at the corners. I could see that it wasn't just eyes coming out from his mouth. It was, it was a face. Just a, just as charred as the fingers. And it had the whitest grin I had ever seen or I had ever seen on anything. Its teeth were shaped like human teeth. Its teeth, while shaped like human teeth, were grotesquely huge. Even, even more so because of the lack of lips. They could hide behind. while shaped like human teeth were grotesquely huge even more so because of the lack of lips they could hide behind my brother's cheeks were starting to split and I screamed I ran out of my flat got into my car and drove off I have no idea what happened to my brother or what that thing is but from the stories he told me I gather that it spreads by someone telling the story of how they saw it, which is why I'm sorry to all of, which is why I'm sorry to all of you. Even though I don't know whether this spreads over text as well. As far as I can tell, this might be the only chance I have of getting out of this somehow. I just thought that maybe someone on here might have encountered something like this. I heard some of 
I heard some of people living in my building are starting to complain about the smell coming from my flat. And I don't think I have much more time before someone busts down the door to find my brother, my brother's dead body. It has already been days. I'm not sure I can explain the situation to a priest or something in hopes of an exorcism. Before that, before that thing kills me for talking about it, I just hope this story reaches enough people fast enough so that maybe at least one person has any solution. This was a mistake. I can already feel feel it pushing in my hands. Please, please help me, somebody. Sorry, I told you. <laughs> that was a good story. One of the people in the comments says, You bastard. Um, yeah. I'm going to leave it at that. So yeah, that um that was an an interesting story. Um I can't say that uh interesting story sounds like it spreads through word of mouth might not it, 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 it might it might spread through sight if you see it happen you become possessed and it attacks you next Could be a parasite that touches that 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 you that you're touched. You touch the 
thing and, and it comes after you, comes out of you. It only takes a few hours. Because it sounded like each and every one of the people were touched by the person that was infected. That's what it sounds like to me. But I could be wrong. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily tag me as wrong, but I wouldn't necessarily tag me as right either. Since... I don't know. And it only only takes a few hours for it to spread. I guess it doesn't take a few hours to spread, really. But if each and every one of the people were touching one another at some point that got infected, well then, adding other people into the mix is just going to make it worse. That's what it seems like. tried to help his brother breathe and then he got infected the guy beforehand had his brother or friend the homeless guy and then those two got within got got within touching distance He had his brother, the, the first dude had, had the blood all over him. The homeless dude had the blood all over him, so it could have spread through blood touch. Touching the touching his family member's blood. I don't know, it sounds kind of weird to me. But it seems like every single one of them was had touched one another. Maybe the homeless guy and the brother didn't touch one another, but the rest of them all did. So it's either by touch or by word of mouth that it spreads. Kind of seems like touch would be the would be the key there, since the brother couldn't really explain everything properly, but he was worse for wares. That that's just what it seems like to me. in right now almost there um maybe I'll just end it here and uh so gaming and a no sleep story I was kind of thinking I would do no sleep stories anyway, this time around, but at the same time I was kind of thinking I might do another jibber jabber, I'm I'm just talking about it, talking about things, I don't know, anyway, uh, you guys have a good one, and uh, I will see you next week.
Alright, my party people. Have a good week. Sean, take it away with your generic outro. Hey everybody, so, I hope you liked tonight's podcast, and, uh, if you, uh, if you enjoyed this, and you are able to, I would hope that you would leave a like, wherever you hear it from, if you're able to like it, I hope you like I hope you press the like button, if they got one. Uh, just, um, just having, just having even one person listening, you know, makes my day, it makes my week, uh, just doesn't make my whole week, (laughs) it makes my week, not my whole week, alright, so, um, yeah, I, um, I hope that you guys, uh, enjoyed it, and, well, I mean, uh, of course you enjoyed it, you wouldn't still be here if you didn't, uh, so I will give you my opinions. The cigar is always good, and uh, I always enjoy talking to y'all and, and um, smoking a cigar while I do it. And of course, just throwing out my opinions is funny too. But uh, yeah. All right, well, as always, my uh, opinion is you should come back for more. Um, I do, I don't know, I'm doing it weekly, so come back for more next week. I try to do it every Sunday if I can, but sometimes my phone decides to be stupid. Um. Yeah. Alright. You guys have a good one. And I will see you next time. Bye, my party people.